today on CityCast Salt Lake. The weekend that Rad Power Bikes opened a new e-bike store in Salt Lake City, Taylor Anderson, the editor of Building Salt Lake, decided to pop in and see how sales were going. The store told Taylor they anticipated selling four e-bikes on opening day, but they didn't. They sold 54, which is why Taylor is my guest on today's pod. Because e-bikes might be about to take over Salt Lake streets. And I'm curious what that means exactly. It's Monday, July 11th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Hey, Taylor, how you doing? Good, Ali. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. Let's talk about e-bikes. Is this the summer of pedal assist? Is it all happening? I like to think that it is. I, th- I think a number of forces have kind of come together to like lead us to the summer of the e-pedal uh, of the e-bike uh-huh. with gas at what? What was the last time you filled out? Like what is it? Like five and a half dollars for a gallon of gas? Yeah, that seems about right. Another store just opened up, and it's like one of those super popular rad power bikes. Are like used to be all online and they were like, you know what, Salt Lake City, we're coming in. And um, having seen what has happened in other cities, like when they move in, they move in with a force and you just start to see these orange and black and um, white bikes all over town uh, with that little battery in between your legs. Um, I think e-bikes are really kind of set to take off. Well, and the calculus around car versus bike is so interesting to me because I personally have been doing it lately because it's like, okay, what do I need a car for? Realistically, one of the reasons I live in Salt Lake is that I like camping. So my vehicle needs to be able to get me to Moab, Mm -hmm. to get me to my favorite campsite coordinates, right? But that kind of vehicle isn't an ideal downtown vehicle, right? Like no one wants to parallel park a Tacoma. No one wants to like, and so for getting around the city that we live in, it just, it's a different ball game, right? It's like having an EV, having something electric makes a ton of sense when you're local. Totally. I don't know. Do you have an e-bike? Yeah, actually we have three. If you count my wife's, we have three e-bikes in there. <laughs> yeah. How long have you had them? So I, okay, a little bit of backstory here. I saw former Salt Lake County Councilwoman Chiringo Urbani and her adorable kid on the back. <laughs> she was the OG of e-bikes in my personal experience. I was like, yo, Shireen is all over town. I ding my, my I was riding an analog bike and I would always ding it and yell, Shireen. Like, <laughs> she's zipping around town. And I'm like, okay, if she's like hauling a kid, if she's like hauling cargo, and this is somebody yeah. on the Salt Lake County Council, I'm like, yeah, this is a real, the real deal. So, so in 2020, I bought a used Rad Rover, um, Rad Power Bike. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's actually feasible to just be an e-biker. Like most of the time we're debating getting rid of our, we have two cars. We're considering going to one because of how easy e-bikes make it to travel around the city. Yeah. I've been thinking about buying one. It's something I've been mulling over for a while. And actually down at um, SLC e-bikes, they'll let you rent one for a day and you can like try it out and see how it goes. So I did 24 hours only commuting around Salt Lake on e-bike. And the thing that I thought was, of course, the coolest was being able to pull the throttle and just like cruise up a hill, like (laughs) (laughs) cruise up foothills. I also love that it had a horn. 
Like it had a full car horn built into it. So like I could speak car basically (laughs) if I needed to like tell someone to shove off or like needed to alert cars to the fact that I was there. That was a feature that completely blew my mind. The cons for me were the weight, like it's just heavy, right? So like you're biking over to a friend's house. If you need to get it up their stairs or whatever, it just can become cumbersome. And then the safety of the roads, which I think is what we should get into is just like, I was so viscerally aware that I was, I just didn't feel safe on a lot of the roads that I was riding around on in Salt Lake. And I, and that has kept me from making the full investment. And I know there are ways to shortcut it and I know the grid system helps, but, um, it is, it is kind of frightening. What, what makes you afraid? The biggest thing that scares me is at turns, like that someone's going to make a right-hand turn and just like close me out. Um, I think I worry about people drifting in their, like out of their lanes and not seeing me there. Um, people moving into the bike lane to make right-hand turns and not checking their mirrors. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing, the moment I could tell you the exact moment when I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was coming southbound down 300 East, which is my old street. And I was just coming down a little bit fast because it was downhill along cars that were parked to the right of the bike lane. And I was like, if any one of these cars just opens their door, I'm going flying. Mm -hmm. I'm going flying. I'm off this thing. I mean, so everything, you just listed off four things. Everything had to do with cars, right? You were afraid of interacting with cars generally, either getting hit by a distracted driver or just other things that happen in the road. That gets to the key point. I mean, we need places that are separate, keep bikes separate from cars, like provide safe places, whether that's entirely separated with like a curb, some some sort of a thing that a car would have a hard time getting over to striking you or people walking on the sidewalk, or a better network of streets that are low stress, they're not as convenient maybe to drive on, and they make it more pleasant and more safe places to ride a bike on. Um, so you mentioned 300 East that's, I live between 200 and 300 East and I used to be like, Oh, 300 East, it has the painted bike lanes. That's where I'm going to ride a bike. Well, it took me five and a half years of living where I do to realize 200 East is the more pleasant, more well laid out place to ride the bike. The streetlights actually recognize people who are biking 300 East. That's not the case. Um, it's, it's lower traffic probably cause it's closer to state street and people are just going to drive on state street and not 200 East. I hate to talk about this in public because don't drive on 200 East. <laughs> it's a great place right. to ride a bike. <laughs> I would, I would ride there with, with my kid, you know, if I, if I had one, um, I ride there with my wife because she's not confident. She's afraid of getting hit by a car. And, yeah. um, so we need more places you know, we need it to be more clear where those 200 Easts exist, and we need more places that keep people riding bikes separate from cars, which are extremely dangerous. Yeah. When we talk about people riding bikes now, it does feel like a bike and an e-bike are two different animals in some ways. Like e-bikes are heavy. They're fast. They're almost like a mini motorcycle. Mm -hmm. You tweeted the other day and you were like, 
okay, if Rad Power Bikes is here, if we're selling whatever, 50 bikes a weekend, the city had better gear up. Mm -hmm. What do you think that looks like? It's It gets back to the network. We need separated places for people to, to, to ride bikes. Like you are 100% correct that there, there are differences between analog bikes and e-bikes, mm-hmm. but we need to focus on setting up the places that people can just r- travel outside of a car. And e-bikes and analog bikes are similar enough to where we just need a network of ways for people to ride bikes to get to places that they're going to go. But like what the city needs to do and the state hopefully one day will start to do is... reallocate space right now that is going too much to people driving cars so that more people recognize traveling by whatever bike you choose to travel with uh, is a feasible option to travel in Salt Lake City and throughout Utah. And the second, you mentioned this too, like a lot of people have new residents in Salt Lake City are living in multifamily housing, whether it's a condo or or an apartment building. We need places for people to store their bikes when they get there because a lot of these places are not, they don't give you bike storage inside. And so where is that going to go? You're either not going to own one because you can't store it safely or uh, you're going to go through a lot of hassle to to keep it safe. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the bike on the balcony phenomenon, right? It's like yeah, totally. <laughs> you keep your bike on your balcony and then it sucks because then you can't use your balcony. We talked to someone from the downtown Alliance a couple weeks ago. And while she was on the show, I was like, well, I've got your attention. Can we get bike valets downtown? <laughs> like it would be awesome to be able to park my bike really securely. I mean, with all bikes in this city, we can't talk about it without addressing bike theft. Like it is enormous. And to the extent that when I was at an e-bike seller, they were like, Hey, here's the deal. Like put this sucker on your insurance policy. Like it just is going to get lifted one day. <laughs> like, Yeah. Do you think we've learned anything from scooters? Cause the scooters came in hot, but like, has the city learned lessons from the scooters that it's implementing in terms of just getting people around? They are moving in the right direction, but they're not doing these big, bold, like flag in the sand saying like we are going to be a place to take something other than a car i probably sound too a radical like a radical to like 95 percent of people but like cars are, are extremely dangerous they are extremely unhealthy and unsustainable they are bad for your budget like they are the number one cause of death for people ages one through 54 they're like the single biggest single source of pollution in the Salt Lake Valley and pretty much everywhere else. Let's not design our entire city around this thing that is so harmful on so many levels. And so whether it's a scooter, whether it's rollerblades, whether it's a skateboard or an e-bike or or an analog bike, um, we, we need the city to basically open that door by things like separated bike lanes, um, a connected network of low stress, safe streets to bike on, to do your daily errands, um, and a place to store them. I mean, those are some of the things if the city wanted to go down the, the lane that Denver did and said, here's $9 million. If you want a subsidy to buy an e-bike, have at it. They sold out in like two and a half weeks. They sold out and they actually, I was reading, they just put up more. They just put up more vouchers. Other cities, other countries really are, are leading out on, on making other ways of getting around easier. And I'm just hoping one day that the U.S. and Salt Lake City will, will join that. I think it just feels like there's um, 
there's a, a real truck culture in Utah, and it sometimes scares me. I mean, I, <laughs> look, I own a truck. I just don't want my city designed around my truck, you know? Huh. Are there speed limits for e-bikes in this city? Because, like, some of them can get quite fast. You know, I would just encourage anybody that's thinking about getting an e-bike for the first time, talk to your local shop. But just ask them about any local regulations because there are some. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to get an e-bike to take it onto a trail, I think that's where there are more regulations and more etiquette that you want to um, mm-hmm. to become familiar with. Um, but if you're getting yeah. one that's just for cruising around town, any local shop is going to help you get the right one and stay in line with the law. And stay off the sidewalk with it, for the love of God. <laughs> no e-bikes on the sidewalk, please. <laughs> that I can. That I'm on board with. I'm on board with. If it's if, if you're afraid for your life and live, just just get off and walk on the sidewalk sidewalk with your bike. But please don't be cruising at 20 miles an hour. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm gonna keep shopping for an e-bike. I think it could happen this summer, but we'll see. I, I good 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 luck in your endeavors. And if people want to get involved in I would say petitioning or even collaborating with the city to make these streets safer for bikers. Sweet Streets is the place to be, right? We are one of a number of organizations, but yeah, if you want to join the cause, check out sweetstreets.org. We've got a number of campaigns going on at any given time, and they're all trying to lead to this new future. All right. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Allie. transportation news before we go. Building Salt Lake reported that Salt Lake City was hit with a citizen complaint in May for violating its own ordinance related to road reconstruction. The Complete Streets Ordinance requires that the city install facilities for people walking, biking, and needing accessibility when streets are being reconstructed, aka don't make them circumnavigate construction by entering the car lanes. The complaint says that's not what the city did when it reconstructed parts of 100 South near the U this spring. And the details matter because we are about to see a whole lot more road construction in the coming years, though it does feel like we're already there. Salt Lake City was recently awarded $15.6 million from the Utah Transportation Commission to put towards projects that will improve transit and transportation in the city. Most of the projects are what they call first and last mile improvements, which make it safer and easier to walk and bike to and from bus stops and rail stations. In a press release, Salt Lake's director of transportation, John Larson, was quoted saying, cars alone cannot meet our transportation needs. I'm into it. Some of the planned projects include increased pedestrian and bike safety on West Temple and downtown, creating shade on some bike lanes, generally improving the connectivity between the east and west sides, and constructing a bike trail through the heart of Sugar House. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. I'm noticing that today is 7-Eleven, so I don't know, maybe get a Slurpee and listen to 7-Eleven by Beyonce. And stay cool, it's still hot. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around this city. Bye. Bye.